Shabbat Shalom. Thank you. Thank you. What a great day. Thank you, Norm, for that wonderful introduction and for your leadership of this truly tremendous organization. So many friends. I have so many friends out in the audience. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. He's going back home to mommy. And he will be reprimanded. He will be reprimanded. She gets it. I'm truly thrilled to be back with so many friends, supporters, patriots at the annual conference of the Republican Jewish coalition, which is now setting records, records. Here today is someone who has been with us from the very beginning, a true fighter for our shared values, your terrific executive director, Matt Brooks. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Also joining us are two great leaders you know very well, my good friends, Sheldon and Miriam Adelson. Great people. They like you both, Sheldon. It's pretty good. Last year, it was my honor to award Miriam the Presidential Medal of Freedom. That's a big deal. I also want to thank Senator Lindsey Graham. He's here, Senator. Where is Lindsey? Senator. Lindsey, great man, great friend. Great friend of Israel. Thank you, Lindsay. A man who fights all the time for Israel and for everything else. Another great senator, David Perdue, Georgia. <laughs> senator Kevin Kramer. Where is Kevin? Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. 
He fought a battle, you wouldn't believe it. He beat somebody by 11 points that was unbeatable. That's pretty good, Kevin. I said, you can do it. That was my only thing. I said, you can do it. He won by a lot. He won by a lot. And he's a great gentleman, and he's a big, big fan and supporter of Israel, as well as a really terrific leader. He's our leader, Kevin McCarthy. And we have representatives that are outstanding. The great Billy Long. Where's Billy? Billy. Billy Long. Denver Riggleman. Denver. Thank you. Thank you, Denver. Michael Waltz. Thank you, Michael. Great job you do, Mike. And a very good friend of mine also, Lee Zeldin. And a special thanks to Representative Omar of Minnesota. Oh. Oh. Oh, I forgot. She doesn't like Israel. I forgot. I'm so sorry. Oh. No, she doesn't like Israel, does she? Oh, please, I apologize. A great friend of mine, one of the most successful men in the state, amazing guy, a tremendous businessman, Mr. Phil Ruffin. Where's Phil? Phil. Thank you, Phil. A competitor of mine in Manhattan for a long time, always built great buildings, great architecture, was known for design and success. Loves Israel, George Klein. Thank you, George. Thank you, George. So many friends in this room. We're also grateful to be joined by members of my administration, including Jason Greenblatt and a young man named Jared Kushner. He is fighting for Israel. Thank you very much. Great job. Peace in the Middle East. If they can't do it, nobody can. David Friedman, your ambassador to Israel. He loves Israel. He's doing an incredible job. Thank you, David. Finally, to every member of the Republican Jewish Coalition, thank you for your incredible support and your outstanding commitment to our country, to our safety, and to electing more Republicans. We need more Republicans. Let's go so we can win everything. Over the next 19 months, I know that the Republican Jewish Coalition will help lead our party to another historic victory. And by the way, we did very well at 18. You can ask David and Lindsay. We won the Senate. We took on two more, three or four that were very close that weren't supposed to be. All of a sudden, that didn't happen. And we're going to talk about that, I think, when we get back to Washington. But I'll tell you what, we picked up two Senate seats, and now it's 53 
to 47, and we have 53 great senators. And when it comes to appointments, when it comes to the United States Supreme Court, when it comes to approving all of the judges, way over 100 judges, federal judges, you need the Senate. We did well. They don't like to talk about that. They don't like. And I don't have enough time. So many people in the House. But the people I went for, like in Kentucky, Matt Barr, he's, he won. He was down. He won. We won so much. We won in Georgia. Great governor, Brian Kemp. They had President Obama. They had Oprah. They had Michelle Obama. They were going for their new star, their new star in the party. And I was going for Brian. All he had was Trump. You know who won? Brian won. Brian won. And the governor of a great state known as Ohio. You have a great governor. He was not expected to win. He campaigned brilliantly. We did some incredible rallies. He won by almost seven points. He won easily. So Mike is great. And the governor of Florida. Governor of Florida. That was supposed to be a close race, and it was a tough race, but we won that one. And Oklahoma and many other places, we did so well. We get no credit. Fake news, we get no credit. <laughs> we get no credit, let's just keep winning. I'd rather have it that way than get too much credit and not win. That happens too to some people. Doesn't happen to me. When I spoke to you as a candidate three years ago, America's economy was stagnant, our military was depleted, and the relationship between the United States and Israel was at probably the lowest point in history. How the hell did you support President Obama? How did you do it? How did you do it? How did you support the Democrats? With yeah, you guys did. <laughs> I think probably most of the people in this room didn't. Oh, you love Israel. But, you know, you look at the Iran deal. You look at so much that was done so negatively. Now, just three years later, I stand before you as the President of the United States to report on a very different situation. Under Republican leadership, America's economy is the hottest anywhere in the world, and it's not even close. Our military will soon be more powerful than ever before. $700 billion, $716 billion. This year, I don't know, David and Lindsay, I think probably in the 750 to 725 range. Have to do it. You don't have the military, all the stuff. Doesn't matter, does it, huh? You don't have to worry about inflation. You don't have to worry about anything. You gotta have a strong, strong military. We'll have the strongest that we've ever had before. And the incredible bond between the United States and Israel has never been stronger than it is right now. America is thriving. 
America is booming and America is winning, winning, winning like never before. We're respected again. We are respected again. It's been a long time. Since the election, we've created more than 5.5 million new jobs, including 600,000 manufacturing jobs, things that nobody would have allowed me to say on the campaign trail. They would have said, oh, he exaggerates. After years of stagnation, wages are rising fast. Think of it. People had one job 21 years ago. They made more money in real dollars than they did two years ago with three jobs and two jobs. And now, for the first time, they have a choice. Our economy is so strong, they can have a choice of jobs, and wages are going up. First time in many, many years. And one of the things that makes me happiest, frankly, is that they're going up most quickly for the lowest-income Americans. Great, right? Great. Our unemployment has reached the lowest level in more than 50 years. And we will be breaking that record, I believe, pretty soon. We slashed 30,000 pages of job-killing regulations from the Federal Register, an all-time record. It doesn't matter if they were there for four years or eight years or ten years in one instance. We really did something. We had uh, — take a look at FDR. All of those years, all of those years, nobody slashed them like us. You had a four-termer. You have a lot of two-termers. And in less than two years — and I happen to believe that that was as important and maybe even more important than the largest tax cut in the history of our country that you all saw. We're fixing broken trade deals. We're working on a trade deal now with China. We're doing very well. Very well. Because of tariffs, we're making a deal that's very good. You'll be happy. If it happens. Might not happen. But we have tremendous power. We have to tell our people that represent us in Washington that when countries — I'm not talking about China, I'm talking about many countries — when they're charging us 100 percent tax or tariff, when they're charging us 200 and 250 and 300 percent, and we charge them nothing, it's okay to charge them something. Maybe you could explain that to some of your people that say, oh, we don't like tariffs. I mean, we have a case where a certain country — India — is charging us — we're a great country, a great friend, Prime Minister Modi — charging us over 100 percent for many things. We're charging them nothing for similar or the same product. And I have senators that say, you can't do that. It's not free trade. Where do they come from? No, where do they come from? It's not free trade. I don't know. Where's David? You got to work on these people, David. You — where's Lindsay? Will you please work on them? It's the craziest thing. 
It's stupid trade. We have so much stupid trade. We lost for many years now $800 billion a year on trade. Who the hell makes these deals? You're probably saying to yourself, those are not good negotiators. Actually, Democrats made a lot of them, no, but Republicans made a lot of them, too. That's the amazing thing. They made a lot. $800 billion, but we're getting it back. We're getting it back. We're going to be getting a lot of it back. Tell you one thing, if they let me really do my thing, we'd get it back. But I have to be a little bit politically correct by saying it's okay if we lose 20 billion with a country, you know, because we want to be nice. We want to be nice to everybody. We're cracking down on countries that cheat. We're replacing NAFTA with the brand new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, the USMCA. NAFTA was the worst trade deal ever made. You know, many of you people have factories and plants. They're still empty. They signed NAFTA, and it was that great big sucking sound. Remember that? Remember that? Ross Perot? Great big sucking sound. That's what happened. They left. They went to Mexico. They went to Canada. They went to a lot of places. It was a bad thing for us. But we'll be ending NAFTA, hopefully very soon. Very soon. And one of the things in the New Deal is that it's very difficult financially for a company to leave the United States, fire all of its employees, move, let's say, to Mexico or Canada, open up a new plant, make a product, sell it in for no tax. So we end up with unemployment and nothing but loss and empty factories. That's not happening anymore, folks. Not happening anymore. We've ended the war on American energy, and the United States is now the number one producer of oil and natural gas anywhere in the world, bigger than Russia and bigger than Saudi Arabia. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Two years. Thank you very much. And we're working now on getting pipelines approved in Texas that would normally take 10, 12, 14, 15 years to get approved. And we're trying to get them approved very rapidly. And if we do that, we're going to pick up another 20 to 25 percent. We'll be leading by so much. We already are leading by a lot. So all happened over a very short period of time. And we've confirmed more than 100 new federal judges to interpret the Constitution as written. And as Norm said, and I appreciate that, so important, Norm, we have confirmed two incredible Supreme Court justices, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. Don't let the Democrats take it away from us. They'll take it all away. They'll take it all away, including the judges. With the help of Republicans in Congress, we have secured record funding for our military. Our military is now going to be stronger than ever before. Ever. Not even close. 
We're developing new weapon systems. We're developing things that nobody even thought of. Levels of technology that nobody else has. With all of that being said, if we can be smart, and if China and Russia and maybe one or two others, if necessary, can be smart, we'd all be saving a tremendous amount of money, and that's okay with me. But we will be so far in the lead. We always have to be in the lead. And thanks to our focus on burden sharing, $100 billion more dollars will be coming this year to NATO. Think of that. Other countries, in certain instances, were getting an almost free ride. We protect them, and they're delinquent. You know, I use a real estate term for George Klein. He understands. He understands the word delinquent. They were delinquent. I said, you got to pay. President Obama got in. He made a nice speech, but he forgot to mention you got to pay. <laughs> President Bush was wonderful. They didn't mention you got to pay. And you got to mean it. Not just mention, you got to mean it. I said, you got to pay. Because we're in a position. Everybody wants us. But how do you do that when people aren't paying? How do you do that? We feel foolish. We feel like fools. We're not going to be fools anymore. We've been a fool as a nation for so long. We're not going to be fools anymore. Last year, I withdrew the United States from one of the most dangerous, one-sided deals ever negotiated, the disastrous Iran nuclear deal. They wanted to kill Israel. They wanted to destroy Israel. And maybe you could explain to the young man that just got taken out what it means when a country shouts as they're signing the deal, death to Israel. Maybe you could explain that to him. We've now imposed the toughest ever sanctions on the Iranian dictatorship. And it is not the same country it was when I took power. When I took over the presidency, I will tell you one of the first meetings I had was at the Pentagon. Great generals, great people. I wanted a briefing on Iran. We had 14 different sites. They're all very, very dangerous. Blow-ups all over. They were either behind it, they had mercenaries, they had money, or they had their own soldiers there, all over the Middle East. It's a whole different story today, folks. They have riots in the streets. They have very little money coming in. A lot of things have changed. North Korea, we're getting along with North Korea. Let's see how it works out. But we have a good relationship. Don't forget, I have a very good relationship with Kim Jong-un. When I first came in, they were setting rockets and nuclear explosions, and a lot of things were happening. Can't tell you what's going to happen. Had to walk from the one deal. Wasn't going to be a right deal, but, but we have a great relationship. We'll see what happens. I hope we're going to be able to do something. Maybe, maybe not, but I hope we're going to be able. Relationship is very important. You know that very well. We're confronting the deadly menace of radical Islamic terrorism. When I took office just over two years ago, 
ISIS controlled more than 20,000 square miles in Iraq and Syria. I held up a map. It was so much red, red meaning them. All red, showing the different sites. Today, the ISIS caliphate has been 100 percent obliterated. 100 percent. And my previous general said that it was going to take, sir, it will take two years. I flew to Iraq. I met a different group of generals. Sir, we can do it in one week. I said, you can take a little longer than that. They did it in a few weeks. They, they're great, right? Raisin Cane. His name is Raisin. What's your first name? Raisin. Raisin. What the hell kind of what's your last name? Kane. Wait a minute. Your name's Raisin Kane? I like you as a general. I think that, that's what I want. Even Sheldon Adelson likes that as a general. It's the kind of a guy he'd have. I also took another historic action that had been decades in waiting. The United States recognized the true capital of Israel and opened the American embassy in Jerusalem. Because unlike other presidents, I keep my promises. Every president for many decades said they were going to do that. And I understand really why. Because when it was determined that maybe I'd do it, maybe there was a chance, the calls I got from leaders of other countries were unbelievable. Presidents, dictators, Prime Minister, kings, queens, everybody. My phone was ringing off the hook. So I knew I was going to do it. So I left a message. I said, I'm going to call you next week. They said, could we speak to him? I said, no, 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 he's just not available. They'll call it lying. The, the fake news will say, that's a horrible lie. I want to be nice. No, no, I'll call you next week. I look forward to it. I had so many calls after I did this. I, it took me like three weeks to make all the calls. But I knew what they were calling about. So I did it. I did it. Then I started calling people back. King, how are you? How have you been? I called you last week. I said, what's up? Well, I wanted to talk to you about Israel and the embassy in Jerusalem. I said, look, I'm sorry, it's... Uh, I wish I would have known. I did it. I did it yesterday. Huh? It's much easier. But I now know why other presidents... I don't really hold it against them other than they didn't keep their promise, right? They didn't keep their promise, David. So that's the way it is. And we got you something that you wanted. I can tell you, Sheldon and Miriam, that is the most important thing I think that's ever happened in their life. They love Israel. Huh? 
So, but I, I can now understand, because I always said, why wouldn't they do it? Why? Why are they doing it? Why wouldn't they just do it? They campaigned. We will this and that. Israel, Israel. Then you folks go out and vote for them, and then they don't do it, right? Four years, eight years, didn't matter. They won't do it. But you know what? They did it. We did a great job, and we feel great about it. And then last week, Israel's security, really so important. It's all about security. When you get right down, it's about security. It's always number one for me. I got to talk. We could talk health care. We could talk a hundred different things. Without security, what does it matter? I stood with Prime Minister Netanyahu. Benjamin Netanyahu. How is the race going, by the way? How is it? Who's going to win the race? Tell me. I don't know. Well, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close.